edition of the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer. Dining Xavier is running the board. And we are broadcasting across North Texas. This is a program where we generally focus on uh, news topics, uh, people here in North Texas that are helping to build up the body of Christ uh, and uh, in helping the, the Catholic Church in evangelization in some way. I'm very excited to introduce you to my guest. Uh, his name is Daniel Rodriguez, and I've gotten to know him primarily through email uh, the last uh, few months. And he's here in person, meeting him for the first time, and really a fascinating and uh, very enterprising gentleman uh, who, as you will see during the course of this interview, is involved in a whole lot of upstarts. And it's, it's really very exciting, the kind of work that he's doing. Uh, he is um, married to his wife, Idis. And they have one uh, 20-year-old daughter. Uh, they are uh, parishioners at Modern Day Latin Mass Parish. They live in Allen. And he's a convert, and he is from Uruguay, and yes. so other other things I, I may pronounce incorrectly. But uh, <laughs> hey, welcome, uh, and uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, thank you for uh, having me on, Dave. All right, so I always thought Uruguay was the, just this like totally Catholic country, and everybody from there is Catholic, but that that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, not at all. So in the Western Hemisphere, uh, Uruguay is probably the most secular country, and that's including Cuba. So, uh, because of a lot of Freemasonic influences and stuff, there's, the church never really spread, uh, through Uruguay. So it's, it's, it's nominally, maybe nowadays 40% Catholic, but probably practicing is less than 5%. Oh, wow. So you were born into a family, no faith or any faith or, or what? No, my, my family were actually, uh, they were political prisoners. They were lefties. Uh, they were atheists. So I was a third generation atheist. Mm. And then I converted to the faith back, well, I was baptized 2015, so my conversion happened sometime 2014. Okay, so about seven or eight years ago. Yes, sir. Uh, why, what was the, uh, I guess, why Why did you convert? Uh, what was the uh, reason for the conversion? How was the faith introduced to you? Well, it, most people, I guess, have an intellectual conversion, but I had what I call a road to Damascus moment where it was instant and I converted. Uh, I, I never thought about the faith. In fact, I was a, a very militant atheist and especially anti-Catholic. Mm. I didn't know anything about the Catholic faith. And one day I came home from work. I just, uh, just kind of rough day at work. You know, nothing special or anything, just a little tired. I put my, uh, head in, in my hands. And when I closed my eyes, I felt his presence and, uh, I saw him. I saw the holy face and right there, I, I've, I right there opened my eyes and I was like, how do I, I turned to my wife and I said, how do I become Catholic? Mm. Was she already Catholic? She's a fallen, she was a fallen away Catholic. Okay. At so time. at that time she was not practicing. She was not practicing, no sir. And now she's, uh, practicing? Yes, she's, she's, uh, she's a traditional Catholic as, as Okay. I am. Yes, sir. Okay. And, uh, you have kind of bounced around a bit. You came to America, lived most of your time here in New Jersey, right? Yes. I was born in Uruguay. I came here when I was four years old. I was raised in New Jersey, lived most of my life in New Jersey in about 15 years in New York City. Okay. And why Texas? I, I came to Texas specifically for my parish, which is Matter Day. Okay. So uh, we looked at several places. I have family in South Carolina. There's very mu- beautiful states here. 
But uh, what drew me the most was actually the no income tax in the matter day parish. Okay. Okay. So uh, that that's uh, quite, quite, I don't know that I've ever met anybody that has moved across the country yeah. for a parish. And yeah. <laughs> so uh, obviously modern day is a great Latin mass parish. There's other parishes similar to it, but is there something unique about modern day that caused you not to move to, you know, Colorado or Florida? So what, what's so unique about the parish? Well, I can say there's a lot of unique things of Matter Day, but that's not the reason that I moved here. Actually, the 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 reason I, I moved for Matter Day is I really didn't know many other uh, large traditional Latin uh, parishes. Mm-hmm. So that's the real reason. But that being said, now that I'm here, the thing that I love the most about Matter Day is the community. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that you can do. I, I honestly wish I lived down the street from, from Matter Day. I would be there every single day. It's beautiful. The priests uh, gr- are, are great, great people, great homilies, uh, and also the parishioners. There's just so many things to do, so many things to help with. So, yeah, I, I really recommend Matter Day. Yeah, the the main topic we're going to talk about here are some of the kind of tech startups that you were involved in, which I find fascinating, especially since I have no technical, uh, like, kind of intelligence this yeah. is a because I, I like using it but i don't know how to develop it one of them is uh census fidelium tv uh which uh one way to get to it is census fidelium.tv i know there's a, a shorter version of it uh, yes. is the sf what it, sftv.media okay sftv.media okay sftv.media yes As in census fidelium and uh there's and let's just start with that but be, before which is basically a traditional catholic version of youtube right yes and uh, how did this first start and who are you working with cuz this is a you know this isn't just somebody it's something you just start up you got to have a lot of knowledge and you know, so who is the team and and how did it start sure so the, the team is Dennis Moore and Stephen Dong who are in Colorado we have Keith Jones, which is out in Kentucky, and myself here in Texas. Everything started with a conversation. We wanted to build an alternative to Wikipedia. We were going to call it Tratopedia. And that was talking with Dennis Moore. And this is through divine providence. We started meeting people while we were trying to work with that. One of them being Hugh Owens from the Colby Center. And Hugh Owens uh, led us to Keith Jones, who works for the Colby Center. And then Dennis had a fellow parishioner at uh, Our Lady of Mount Carmel in Littleton, Colorado. And Steve has been helping. He's he's amazing. He, he's worked with a lot of companies, so he's helped us a lot on the business uh, side of things. And through all those connections, someone knowing somebody, uh, Hugh Owens from the Colby Center, knowing this person, everything, mm-hmm. we started meeting all the, the well-known Catholic um, people. And during that same amount, the same time that we were working on this was when Census Fidelium was canceled from YouTube for about three days. Mm. And people started asking, well, what do we do? Where do we go? Yeah. What happens if they get permanently canceled? What do we do? Someone needs to build an alternative. And we're like, yes, let's build an alternative to YouTube. We can bring people there. They don't need to move off because it, it, YouTube, I mean, God could use even the worst things for, for good. So it can be a great uh, tool for evangelization. Census Fidelium is on YouTube, but what happens if they get canceled? Well, they can put all their stuff on SFTV. Uh, and also SFTV vets our content creators, so it's only going to be 
faithful Catholic content creators, but it's also going to be only faithful Catholic advertisers. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about walking away from your computer if you have SFTV on, because even a four-year-old can go to our yeah. channel, because everything is going to be based on Catholic morality as well as Catholic ethics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, wh- where are you at at this point? Uh, I have visited the site, and it, it looks like you're pretty far along. You've got yes. a lot of tabs up in the top. you got information on yep. saints and Fulton Sheen and, yep. and Father Rippinger. And uh, so wh- where are you in the development? It's, it's, it's up and running, right? Uh, yeah, so we did what we call an alpha launch. We're actually going to the Genesis launch, but what is called in, in the tech world the alpha launch. It's out there. You can go to it. You can start using it. But we're only telling, currently, we've only told friends and family, and it's spread by word of mouth because we're still making sure we test everything. That process is over with. The only thing we need to add is the monetization aspect for the advertisers, as well as we're going to be adding the live streaming. And that's going to be uh, good for some content creators that have live shows and also for parishes to start live streaming their masses mm-hmm. if they're still doing that onto uh, SFTV. Yeah. Now, will you, will you only do traditional like uh, like Latin masses or if some Novus Ordo wants to do it? Uh, what, what, what are the, the rules of who can be on and right. you know, what, are, what are the... Uh, yeah, the, the yeah, we we we're not anti Novus Ordo, though, but it, we're, currently we're only talking to traditional Latin Mass parishes because that's pretty much our network. Mm-hmm. So the only kind of limitations that we we put on is to make sure that every content creator, uh, regardless, follows the teachings of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't allow Siddhava Kants. You have to accept the Pope. Uh, and we we want to make sure we don't want to be all inclusive because if you if you become too broad that can cause issues as well yeah but yeah. our restrictions are more based on traditional catholic teaching now forgive me for all the questions but yeah, uh no, if, right. you know sally the traditional catholic wants to have a a, a channel about you know, cooking pa- pastries, yes. uh, or 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 a guy wants to do yep. bow hunting or yeah. boating. Yes. Is that okay? I mean, is and yes. it, it, it doesn't have to be uh, like overtly religious. Is that right? No, not at okay. all. Okay, it's just we vet our content creators to make sure that you know the wrong stuff doesn't get onto our platform. Yeah, but we have, for example, there's there's one lady that uh, joined us today called the Biblical Bookworm. And what she does is she re- she reviews books from a Catholic perspective. Yeah. Not all the books are necessarily Catholic, uh, like for example C.S. Lewis or something like that. But she rates them. That's that's great. She still follows uh, Catholic teaching. We have another one that's going to be uploading uh, videos, and they're more prepper stuff. Yeah. We have a Catholic gardener that's going to be joining us, and it's just basically teaching how to garden mm-hmm. for for people. So no, if if you have content that you want to put on sftv please contact me at info at ships of lepanto.com that's info at ships of lepanto.com and that's like the the ships of the battle of lepanto mm-hmm. yeah all right uh, my guest is daniel rodriguez from modern day latin mass parish uh talking about census fidelium tv which you can find at sftv.media, sftv.media. And um, how, um, I, I guess this is, the, the intention is never 
to directly compete with YouTube. It's really a, a totally different animal altogether, isn't it? I mean, you're not trying, it's never going to be as big as YouTube because it's, it's, it's much yeah. more specific. Yeah. But at the same time, like you say, this, this is something that's safe. Yeah. It's something that your teenage kid could say, Hey mom, I'm going to go to SF, you know, uh, the census fidelium. And you say, spend all <laughs> as much time as you want because it's course, yeah. no, no danger, yeah, right? Yeah. No crazy ads are going to pop up. Uh, and that, that gives people peace of mind. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and uh, we, of course we don't we don't want to be Google. It, we're an alternative to Google. Uh, there's uh, there's a lot of stuff that's on Google that that people shouldn't be going to, and there's a, a lot of things. For example, the selling of data. So a lot of people will go onto Google and they say it's free. I'm not paying any money, but that's not true. If uh, you're not the customer, you're the product. So they're selling your data. Another thing that SFTV has is that we respect your privacy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're never going to be as big as Google. We're not attempting to be big as Google. I think um, if we, uh, all of us in the ships of Lepanto that is working on this project, wanted to become rich, we would be doing something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're not doing this. We're doing this for the salvation of souls and for the kingdom of Christ. Yeah. So that's that's our primary motive. Uh, monetary is always secondary. We are asking for donations, though, on our website. But the reason that we do that is because we we do need to to pay for the servers for everything that that we're doing for our developers. So there's costs associated with that. Uh, just to give you an example, for example, our servers, uh, which is another great thing about SFTV, we're not on some traditional cloud uh, platform. We own our own servers. Okay. So it can't happen to what happened, like, for example, for Parler and Gab, where they were knocked off completely. Mm-hmm. We own our own servers. We don't have to worry about that. But, for example, it costs like $50,000 a year to run our own servers. Okay. okay. So there are costs associated, and that's where we're asking for donations. And no chance of censorship under that kind of paradigm, right? Because you yeah. are yeah. You're your own people. Right. The only one that could kick you off would be yourselves, ourselves, right? Ourselves, <laughs> right. Our, ourselves, right. Okay. They would have to be some, yeah, there's no way that we could get shut down. Now, for, for there to be monetization of the people that are providing content, there have to be advertisers. Yes, are, are you also, you're looking for donations. People can just go on the website yeah. and donate. But you, are you looking for advertisers also? We are looking for advertisers. We also vet our advertisers. So they have to be Catholics. They have to be follow Catholic morality and ethics. Uh, if they do fit that bill, then yes, please contact me again at info at ships And that's, uh, yeah, that's so that way we make sure also that people aren't seeing the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the congratulations on that. that that's, that's amazing. What is your particular, you know, you mentioned these, uh, uh, Dennis Moore and Keith Jones and so, yeah. to several yeah. people. What, what is your particular skill set that you're, um, helping with this venture? Yeah, I guess, uh, they're, they're all really great at what they do. I, I really have to say that. I hope they're listening and I, I want to say you guys are great. You could awesome work. The stuff that you've done on a part-time basis is, is just amazing. Uh, I'm more the glue, I guess. I'm the business coordinator. Yeah. I have to go out there and reach people. Uh, get all the different parts together. There's the, there's sometimes, uh, there can be, uh, a, something can be lost in translation between the business side and the tech side. So I have to be able to translate mm-hmm. in between those two sides. 
uh, and also reaching out to the advertisers and everyone else. Yeah, is the uploading of content as easy as YouTube? Because uh, I'm very low tech, but I yeah. can upload information. You can do get you, you know, your thumbnail and yep. yeah, so it's basically the same kind of thing, right? You said it's some people have even commented yes. it's even even yeah. more user friendly, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm not just saying that because it, it's it's our platform, but people, the content creators have come to me, so it's a lot easier. For example, we have a bulk uploader which allows you to upload multiple videos. So some people are trying to move some of their stuff over from YouTube which we don't require, but if, if you wanted to, you could. So they're trying to upload multiple videos to SFTV, and they can do that, which is something that is not available on YouTube. Yeah, I have a, a YouTube page, yeah. and, uh, awesome. and tonight I'm going to make a video, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upload it to uh, SFTV.media uh, as well. Uh, it's uh, My mind are all about St. Thomas Aquinas and the Summa Theologia, oh, and uh, the one tonight is going to be about uh, the one question St. Thomas Aquinas did not ask about marriage in the Summa. Okay, well, I don't want to get too much into this, no, but, but, but uh, no, he, he, he <laughs> asked about everything there's i mean there every possible angle like you know like different religions and you know incest and you know, wife murder and uh bigamy and i mean you you meant you name it yeah. he, he never even mentioned about gay marriage like it wasn't even on the radar it's like the most impossible thing <laughs> yeah. he yeah. asked about everything else and that it just shows you how far we've gone yes that it, it it wasn't even i mean he asked about some you know you know pretty you know weird stuff that could happen within marriage but if i think if you had asked him he'd say what yeah, it's not it's not even it wasn't even in his mind to even yeah. say that like that's crazy yeah our, yeah our country and our world how far have we drifted away from from the a God-centered world, yeah. right? That yeah. even 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, you can go down the list. And yeah. it's like the crazy stuff that's happening now with Drag Queen Story Hour and all that, it's... It's insane. And that, five years ago, people would have said, this will never happen. I know. I know. And that, that's why something like what you guys are doing is so appealing to people because they're like, I'm sick of the nonsense. I'm yeah. sick of crazy town. Everywhere I go on the media, things are just nuts. And I, I want tradition, you know. Uh, and so th- this is very, very exciting. Uh, you've mentioned a few ways that people can help you yes. donate, advertise, start a page. Is You know, you don't just upload something. Yeah, Like on YouTube, you have to start a page, uh, right? Correct. It's, it's that's how you do it with you guys as well. Yes. So the first process is going to be vetting the content creator. Yeah. So you can go right now, uh, whether you're a content creator or not, and go to uh, sftv.media. You're going to create an account, and that allow you. Um, you don't even need to create an account to look at the videos, but that will allow you to contact us. You contact us. You request um, a channel. And then we, if you're vetted and you're approved, you'll be allowed to upload your videos okay. to Okay, so if somebody said, I want to do a, a page about, uh, you know, teaching the Summa Theologia of St. Thomas Aquinas, I'm, yes. I'm guessing that's going to pass. Yes, that'll pass the sniff test. Yes, as sir. long as then it's not like some crazy stuff being put up, uh, then yeah. you'd say like, well, okay, no, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. and we, we have a, our terms of service are very clear yeah. on what we're going to allow on there. Uh, so hopefully nothing will ever slip through. But uh, yeah, we're we're very militant on making sure that the content creators are, are vetted. Yeah. How many um, accounts do you have right now? Is it something that you can put a number to or how many? Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's growing every day, but uh, I think we're reaching 30 already. Okay. Uh, some haven't uploaded their videos yet, but they're already approved. Okay. For example, LifeSite News is one of the bigger ones that we know of. Uh, and I also want to 
put out there that Father Ripperger is putting his exclusive content on SFTV. He's not going to put it anywhere else going forward. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're getting reaching around 30. 30 oh, okay. All right. Very good. And it's growing. So, uh, so some of these other things you're talking about, uh, like the, the Tratopedia and yeah. um, Zoom and all that, uh, yeah. are these already underway yes. uh, sounds like the, your y'all's think tank sessions must be very interesting because you're, you're really <laughs> trying to do a whole lot aren't you yeah what yeah. are some of the other ideas we are we were all working the reason was ships of lepanto which is the the tech apostle that's working on this we were all working on our own projects in different areas like in different foxholes is like what i like to say so we decided to unite efforts and work together on something but even when we united we were all still working on our own projects so it's very hard to move the projects forward mm-hmm so what we decided is let's go down the list. You know, lowest hanging fruit. Which ones can we can we hit first? Yeah. So we decided because of Providence that census fidelium we would build that one first. But we also have a Zoom alternative that's coming very soon. We're working on that video conferencing alternative. We also have a Dropbox alternative for you to be able to save your files in the cloud. We also have email, uh, podcasting. And, uh, hosting. So instead of hosting with Amazon web services, et cetera, you could host with us. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, uh, it's amazing. And yeah. the, uh, yeah, just the, the brains and the technology know-how that's required of this is, is just phenomenal. I'm so glad that God has brought, uh, you all together. Daniel Rodriguez is my guest. He's a parishioner along with his wife over at Modern Day Latin Mass Parish. Uh, he is one of the leaders of Census Fidelium TV. You can find him online at sftv.media, sftv.media. And, um, the, 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 what, what else, uh, should people know about this? Um, how, I, I saw a couple of the videos and it looked like there were a couple that had several thousand views. And so people are going to this site, aren't they? I mean, how, yes. how are you marketing it? I mean, you're doing things like this and it's word of mouth. Yeah. I mean, everybody you've seen in the office, you've given them your card. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's probably the biggest challenge right now is just letting people know that you exist, huh? Yes, well, actually, we're we're kind of doing a, a lowbrow right now because we're at the Alpha Launch, so it's just been spreading by friends and family and people that we met. This is the first media show that we're on to promote SFTV. But well, thank you, by the way. Uh, but going forward, we're gonna have kind of a media blitz. There's a lot of uh, content creators out there that are already on YouTube. You know, I'm thinking. I mean, you name it from Father Riley, uh, Father Isaac to Father Goring, everybody. It, when the time comes, which is coming pretty soon within two weeks, possibly a month, we're just going to spread it through all these different channels. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're going to keep it within the Catholic community. We're not going to be using Google or anything like that to promote ourselves. Yeah. So there's been a lot of cancel, you know, the cancel culture has hit on YouTube and Twitter quite a, quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I, you know, Babylon B. I don't know if yes. you do. Do you follow Babylon yeah, B? I know yeah. they, they got, uh, they got banned from Twitter because they, uh, they called, uh, who was that, um, uh, the, the, the man that goes by Rachel Levine, you know, who oh, talking about, and yes. they, they called him the man of the year because yeah. USA Today called <laughs> him the, the woman of the year. And yeah, yeah. by just surely telling the truth that it's a yes. man, no. they, they get kicked off Twitter. And yes. so that kind of stuff, 
yep. is is like your promotion. I mean, yes. uh, you know, when Twitter has lost its mind yeah. and YouTube has lost its mind, they won't even let the truth come out. Yeah. People say, "Well, I'm going over to SF." You yeah. know, uh, TV dot media. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're, yeah, we're, and I think just just to add to that, I was just going to say that, and it's going to get worse. Yeah. It's it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. And a lot of things that they is is traditional Catholic teaching can easily be classified by these people in big tech as hate speech. Yeah. So it's just going to get worse. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan coach, the other day, all he all he said, I don't know if you saw this. Yes, yeah. He that. just said, I think a baby deserves to live or, yeah. or something like that. And right. that was controversial. That's controversial. Nowadays. And pe- yeah, sad. people are like, how dare you say that? Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> who doesn't yeah. believe that? Right. It, it's sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Daniel, thank you so much uh, for coming on. And uh, I just invite everybody listening right now to check out uh, Census Fidelium TV. It's at SF tv.media sftv.media if all goes as well i'm going to at least request a page uh, tonight i got okay. some inside connections so maybe i'll i'll, I'll, I'll get uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know approved uh, quickly yeah, y- but you you have our stamp of approval and then i'm going to put that video up about uh, st thomas aquinas in marriage the question he didn't Beautiful. ask in the summa uh, all right. Well, thank you very much. And I know real quickly you're doing these rosary marches in yes. your spare time when you're not starting up 14 <laughs> different upstarts, yeah. uh, rosary marches in cities across Texas. And what's the purpose of these? We're going to have the state of Texas consecrated to the sacred heart of Jesus. So please go to consecratetexas.com, consecratetexas.com. All the information that you need is there. We have marches in El Paso, uh, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, and Tyler. Mm-hmm. And it's growing every day. If you want to participate, again, all the information is on consecratetexas.com. All right. Covered a lot of ground there. Thanks so much. Thanks for the visit. Uh, thanks also to Diane Xavier for running the board. This has been the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Uh, that website again, sftv.media, sftv.media. That stands for Census Fidelium. TV uh, and dot media. So uh, thanks so much, uh, Daniel Rodriguez, for being the guest today. Uh, God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you for listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM interview of the week on the Guadalupe Radio Network here in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer. Diane Xavier is running the board, and uh, we are at our Las Colinas studios, and uh, we got some interesting news to tell you in the coming weeks about a move that we're going to have in studios, but I won't spend a lot of time on that right now. But stay tuned as uh, things are uh, changing here uh, at the uh, station, but uh, it's all good. Everything is, uh, as far as the broadcast will stay the same. I am really happy to have a couple of guests in studio with me to talk about a very interesting men's Bible study that's being offered uh, beginning a week from this coming Monday on the 22nd of August, 10 a.m. to to 12 noon. It's called the Chosen Men's Bible Study. And the Chosen, of course, refers to that uh, very, very popular crowdfunded uh, TV series, uh, on the life of Jesus and his apostles, which you're very likely familiar with. And I recently had a chance to have breakfast with two gentlemen from St. Anne's, longtime prisoners there, uh, Bob Ryan and Bill Caval. And they are here in studio to talk about this inspiration behind the, uh, the, uh, the, the Bible study. So welcome to both of you. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Thank you. 
So you guys have been at St. Anne's for an awful long time. Bill, you go back to 1987, right. 35 years, and you're just a few years behind, Bob. Yeah, I'm a baby uh, compared to him. I'm at 32. <laughs> yeah, so I love, you know, you and I, the, th- the three of us, and then Cecil also were talking about the history of St. Anne's over breakfast. I, I find it fascinating just how that church in little old Cap- Capel, Texas, uh, just exploded uh, back in, I guess, the, the 80s. Uh, and, and you were early per, 80s, right, right, right around right. the beginning. Uh, what, what were your experiences in the early days? So we started out as a, uh, as a mission church. And we, uh, we had mass in an old one, one-room Methodist church in downtown Coppell. Mm. And uh, we did that for, for many years. Had no church, bought some land, um, started the the building fund, as we all are familiar with. Yeah, of course. But in, in the interim, we grew to a size where we could no longer have mass in that church. So we went started going to the junior high school down the road, Coppell Middle School, in the cafeteria, had mass there for a little over a year, and finally got into our first building at St. Anne's. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, Monsignor Broderick Killian it was the first pastor, right? Yes. And he saw yeah. the growth of it. And I, I just remember as, even as Catholic Radio was starting in, gosh, this was, you know, 2006. By then it was just exploding in the chirp program. I, I think it had a lot to do with it as well, but exactly. It's, uh, and now, of course, it's a beautiful church and the big dome and, you know, it's, it's in the, I think probably the best carnival of, of any church, <laughs> just my personal opinion. Uh, but anyways, let's get to the, 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 the topic at hand here and, uh, this, this Bible study. I know, Bob, this was really kind of your baby and, your inspiration. Tell us, how did this all come about? Because starting something from scratch is, it, it well, takes it a was, lot of work. It, for me, it was kind of an accident. Uh, I play music at uh, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock masses. And in between the masses, uh, I got a habit of going down to the um, uh, front of the church where we serve uh, coffee and also uh, donuts. So I'm on my way over to get a cup of coffee after 8 o'clock mass, and I was passing the uh, information booth, and there was a, a young man, and he came in, and he, he wasn't yelling, but he was talking very, very loudly. He wanted to know if uh, St. Anne's had a, a men's Bible study. And he, he made a point of telling me that uh, he's not Catholic, but he just wants to know if, if we have a men's Bible study. Yeah. And so we kind of sent him off to the uh, information booth, and I don't know what they ended up telling him, but <clears throat> uh, I went over and I got my coffee, and, and I kind of thought, well, we don't, I know we don't have a men's Bible study, and uh, I kind of thought, well, how, number one, how do I start one? Yeah. What does it take? And it kind of fell from that. I just asked a few questions, and all of a sudden, everything just fell in place. And, uh, Got to get the pastor's approval, and Father Edwin was uh, yeah, okay with was, it, obviously. He was okay with it, and yeah. uh, I contacted some people in the staff. They were very, very cooperative, uh, and I contacted Bill because I knew he was interested in uh, a men's Bible study, and so he volunteered to uh, come help me, so that's how we got started. Yeah. Let's talk... Uh I, I'm guessing most people listening are familiar with The Chosen, but for those who aren't, I don't, if you don't understand what The Chosen is, the, this interview won't make as much sense. So tell us, each of you, just what 
you know, I guess maybe what what is the chosen TV series, and uh, what what is it that inspires you? You, you about had it? A, a you went into it uh, earlier, and you, you said it pretty well. But it's it to me, it's Jesus's ministry, but also uh, in it, the uh, it talks about the apostles, and and I'm a convert. I came, I, w- I was not born Catholic. And I thought that I had a, a very, very good idea of what Scripture was, what Jesus' ministry was about. But I knew very, very little about the apostles. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about the, um, the Chosen was not only does it talk about Jesus and uh, his ministry, but also it talks and gives some detail about the apostles. Yeah. That's something I knew nothing about. Uh, I knew very, very little about Nicodemus, for instance. Uh, I didn't uh, know as much about Peter or John or James or any of these other people. But that's one of the things that I like about The Chosen is it because it gives you um, an insight and you kind of pick up on the personality mm-hmm. of Nicodemus, Peter, James, John, and and the other apostles. Yeah, Bill, what about you? What uh, about the series? You're, you're a fan, right? Oh, a big fan. Yeah. In fact, I, I heard about it at a Bible study. Uh, a friend referred me to it, and he's going to attend our Bible study. You know, we've all seen a lot of movies over the years, uh, from um, the Ten Commandments on. And when he told me about The Chosen, my first thought was, well, it's going to be another, you know, a, a nice story, yeah. but not something you you would really get excited about. Right. And uh, I, I watched the first, and I had to watch the second and third episode. My wife and I were watching it. And they brought such, you know, richness to Jesus. Right? Yeah. Jesus all of a sudden had a personality. Yeah. And he smiled, and he joked, and he was just a very nice guy that you really would like to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And then you meet the other apostles, and it just really made you know, what we've read over the years, and what we've seen maybe not, not done quite so well on, in the movies in the past, really brought it to life in a way that you feel very comfortable with Yeah, it. it's masterfully done. Yeah. And it's it's uh, Dallas Jenkins and the team, they're, they're good storytellers. Right. They they take some liberties, you know, with the, 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 the personalities and mm-hmm. tell some stories that are not, you know, exactly in Scripture, but nothing that contradicts Scripture. Right. You know, you're not going to, you know, have Jesus sinning or, you know, you're not going to have, you know, married. So I, I think it's it's well done. And I know they're very... Concerned and interested in making sure that the Catholic, mm-hmm. you know, viewpoint, and then, you know, G- Jesus is Catholic. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Rumi is uh, in in real yeah, life is so, a Catholic, yeah. so that that's a good thing. So, uh, Bob, how are, how are you going to format the, the 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 Bible study based on chosen? What's what's a typical? It's two hours, ten to noon on Mondays. Right. What, what, how how is it going to look? Well, we're going to start off like we would start any kind of Bible study. We we start it with a prayer. Um, the, for the first one in particular, we're going to have an introduction and because people still don't know who I am. They may not know who Bill is, so we'll introduce ourselves. And then we'll uh, kind of get it right into it because particularly with the first episode, it's, it's 50 minutes. So we'll go through that whole thing. Uh, we may take a little break, uh, and then we get to um, small groups. And I have a kind of a list of talking points. Some important points about the um, the first episode, for instance. So uh, when we go into small groups, we're going to have a team leader, and the leader will kind of lead the questions on. So if uh, we don't, in talking with, you know, eight or ten men in that one group, 
<clears throat> we don't go off into um, you know rabbit trails, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's some already listed. I think I got on the first one maybe ten questions that uh, they can answer if they need to. Yeah. But it's basically about the uh, the very first episode. Some of the people that you meet, what your impression is of them, um, maybe some of the important points on each of them. Um, so that's that's basically that's going to be the format. Yeah, I I'm looking through a little uh, folder of information that you gave me, and the um, I, I don't know what you what you call these the the, the guide that pe- that people will be mm-hmm. going through. It's, yeah. it's very organized, and you've yeah. got uh, you know still images of, of from the the actual TV series and the Bible verses. One of the interesting things is is that they they don't follow chronologically it's not like okay we're going to start with uh, you know Matthew chapter 1 and you know it's mm-hmm. it's they 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 kind of jump around a bit so how mm-hmm. do you think that dynamic is going to impact the, uh, the the study well it's basically the um to watch the video and uh in the video to uh answer the questions after it's it's been done mm-hmm. uh, cuz like you said it doesn't necessarily follow it uh, chronologically, but there is a, a pattern to it. You, you you have something called the the deacon's notes. Yes, uh, and I this is I, and again your your organization skills are just just amazing, and, and all this information is going to be so helpful to the the men who participate in these these Bible studies. The deacon notes are about people, right? So that if the, you hear Nicodemus, you'd like you, you get a little background about mm-hmm. uh, how will the, the deacon's notes be used. Well, they're going to be used uh, in the uh, in the format with the uh, with the table leaders, and basically, what I call the deacons' notes are just uh, one paragraph biographies of each of these important people that you're going to see, like on the first episode. I think there's five of them, and uh, so it gives a little background check on like who Mary Magdalene is, uh, who Nicodemus is, what he does, what his purpose is. Uh, Peter talks about Peter a little bit, um, so they kind of kind of get a uh, an orientation of who these people are. And the other thing that's kind of important too is is um, in Jesus's ministry why it kind of gives you an edge onto why they were chosen. Yeah, their ta- their uh, their talents, the things they were good in, also their faults. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, for instance. Uh, is rather aggressive, and that you can use that in a positive way or a negative way. In Jesus's ministry, he used it in a positive way. Yeah, they're all you know quirky like the rest of us, and yeah. you know Matthew is depicted as being mm-hmm. somewhat autistic, and uh, all, all the different personalities. But then it also shows, and kind of like what you're saying, you know, that you didn't know that much about the apostles, but you can not only get to see them individually, but how they mm-hmm. likely would have. You know, related to each other. You don't get a lot of that in scripture. You know, exactly. like how did this apostle relate to that apostle? And they they did joke around. Mm-hmm. And they you know they were human beings, and so they you know had faults. And I, I think it really comes out in the series very well. Oh, it does. And uh, like the uh, at the wedding, for instance, that's one of the first instances where uh, you get to see them actually having fun together. Yeah. You know, at at the wedding, uh, you know, they're yeah. all dancing yeah. around yeah. in a circle and they're having fun and stuff like that and so that's you don't read about that in the bible yeah so having already 
you know, well, I guess I'll rephrase that. The, the familiarity with the chosen is not a requirement for this. Some people will be coming in having never watched any of it, and some may have, you know, been binging on it for the last you know, couple of years. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see the guys who haven't seen it and maybe that same reaction that you had. Yeah, Bill. It, yeah. it will. And, um, I've seen, I was practicing, not, I was kind of practicing the first episode. And but every time I watch one of these series, I pick up something new, mm-hmm. and I must have watched that first episode five or six times. And uh, just to give you an example, a couple days ago I was watching the uh, first episode, and it dawned on me that on Mary Magdalene, for instance, when they because the series starts out with her, yeah, her father calls her Lily. She goes. Later on, as she gets a little bit older, she goes to a bar, and the bartender calls her Lily. But then at the very end of the episode, uh, when Jesus comes in to talk to her, I guess, uh, calls her Mary, Mary of Magdala. Mm. And so that's when her name's... That's when her name changed. You don't even necessarily know who she is until that point, right? Exactly. She's just some woman. Yeah, some yeah. exact yeah. one, and, one and, that... Does evil, not evil, uh, un- sinful things. Yeah. One thing I, I'm noticing from your notes here is that there's three passages in the first episode, one from Isaiah 43, and then John 3, and then 1 Corinthians 9, 5. So you've got Old Testament, you've got Gospel, and you've got a letter of St. Paul. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like the Mass, you know, because in the Mass, we typically start with an Old Testament, and Dallas Jenkins and the writers, they do that, they they connect Old Testament, New Testament, don't they? Yeah, they do. And that was one of the things that impressed me about the uh, the episode itself. Uh, if you, Dallas Jenkins put in a little video clip, because uh, I've had some people approach me and wonder if, if the Chosen, is it, a, is it a Catholic clip? Yeah. Is it a Jewish clip? Is it an evangelical clip? And one of the points that he made in it, because he, uh, he did this little uh, video clip, and uh, he sends the, the script to a Catholic priest, a Jewish rabbi, and an evangelical uh, pastor, and has them re- read the, uh, the script and see if there's anything objectionable about it. Yeah. And so they uh, make the changes that they feel like they need to make, and then he gets it back. Yeah, yeah. So they can't be accused of being, you know, from one religion or another. Right, right. Yeah. So, Bill, let me let me ask you from a participant standpoint. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you know, got you know wrangled into this, you know, very voluntarily by Bob. <laughs> well, what is uh, you're not as directly involved right. in organizing it. Uh, right. Well, what's what are your? Yeah, you know, why are you interested in in doing this Bible study? What 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 appeals to, to you about it? Well, first of all, it's a men's Bible study. In the last couple of Bible studies I've been in have been 90%, you know, women and 10% mm-hmm. men. And that's kind of how we, we connected because I had asked the same question Bob had, why don't we have men's Bible studies? So I think just having uh, like a chirp session, right, or mm-hmm. that man is you, I think having an all-male Bible study that will see men more comfortable speaking and, and talking and sharing yeah. than they would in a you know, in a mixed group, and I think that's going to be really exciting. We had a few guys in uh, last week kind of going through the, the dry run, and two of them had never seen The Chosen, and after episode one, you could tell immediately 
you know, that they, yeah. it, it, it brought it, it brought it in, it brought mm-hmm. them into it and they were really excited about seeing it. So yeah. Yeah. I think that the series is just so well done. People will love it. Yeah. And I think it's a good point. You know, man, you know, women love to do things with women. Men love to do things with men. There are some things that are really appropriate to do together. And, but, but both uh, genders, I think sometimes just like to be with themselves. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of the things I, told my wife that, uh, when we were starting this men's Bible study, you know, nothing against her, but there's some things that I can talk to men about that I'm uncomfortable talking to women about yeah. and, and vice versa. I know <clears throat> that my wife gets together with uh, some of her chirp sisters and they talk about things that they would be uncomfortable talking to, to me or uh, any other man about. Yeah. yeah. So, Let's talk about the nuts and bolts. Uh, we mentioned that a week from Monday, the 22nd of August, is going to be the first one. It's at St. Anne's, uh, 10 to noon. Uh, is that right? 10 a.m. Yep. to noon. Correct. Uh, and so do people need to let you know they're coming? Do they need to register? What Do they bring anything? So, some of those kind of things. Well, we would like for them to register. They can go to St. Anne's website and just uh, click under ministries, and there'll be a a tab under there uh, for the um, Monday morning men's Bible study, The Chosen, okay. and just click on it and register that way. We would prefer that, that that way we know who's coming and how many are coming. Yeah, uh, But if not, <clears throat> because men being men, sometimes they forget. <laughs> they just show up. <laughs> or they just show up. Yeah. So we're prepared for that, too. And got, people uh, are, are, if somebody's outside the St. Anne's community and they want to come, they're welcome, right? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We don't, uh, they don't even have to be Catholic. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that young anybody. man is going to come who inspired the whole thing. I don't Did you know, know who he is? <laughs> no, I have no idea have no who idea. he is. Maybe he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How interesting that uh, a non-Catholic basically was the catalyst for this whole thing. Yeah, and, yeah, and unbeknownst yeah. to him, what fruits may come from a simple question that he asks, yeah. overheard yeah. by... The guy in the band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I guess my my brain keeps thinking like oh, uh, more things that you could do about this. Uh, if somebody in a, in another parish is like, yeah, I'm in you know Waxahachie and I don't want to drive to Capel every Monday, but I wouldn't mind doing something like this at my parish. Mm-hmm. Are you open to that? Do you want to talk yeah, to people? Yeah, I'm open to it, and uh, I can help them. I don't, you know, I don't want to go down to Waxahachie to do it for them. Mm-hmm. But I would be happy to share with them, uh, make them a, a little template of what I do, and uh, help them with uh, with anything they need. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be Catholic. It could be it could be anybody if they want to uh, use that particular format. Uh, I'd be glad to help them. Yeah, we mentioned the deacon's notes, and uh, we didn't mention who the deacon was. Uh, are, is there going to be any clergy present? Uh, I, I know it's hard for a pastor to do everything. I don't know if Father Edmund's going to pop in, or uh, any any clergy that you know of that are coming? Not that I know of. Okay. They've all been invited. Yeah. Whether they whether they show up or not is, is I don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, uh, season three, I guess, is about to be, uh, you know, taped and, uh, we're, you know, Cecil and I are next week are going out to the, the, the set and, uh, we'll, we'll report back. You know, I'm sure they're uh, going to be excited that, uh, something like this is, is going on. How many, how many episodes are there so far? Two seasons? Like, how long can this study go? Do you know? 
I don't know that there could, could be an end. Yeah. In in one way, I, at first I thought maybe they'll end it at the crucifixion. Yeah. But then we see G, we see Jesus after the crucifixion, so it could it could go on. Yeah. But so as far as the ones they've already done, they've done two seasons, uh, approximately, what, eight or nine episodes per? Yeah, there's there's eight episodes in season one, eight eight episodes in season two. Okay, so you're going to go um, weekly uh, with this Bible study, and then what happens after week 16? Uh, We're we're hoping season three will be be in the can by then. Yeah, 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 and I guess, you know, that's still, you know, weeks and weeks away, so you don't have to worry about that. We reserve the Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.